This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I'm joined by Mawera Karatai in Fakatani. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? Very well. Any day is a good day when you get to go swimming. <laughs> that is very true. You would not like to swim here at the moment. There is quite a wind and it's whipped up the waves, so it's a, it's a bit choppy and unfriendly up here. There was a lot of swimmers very happy in the level three rules came out that swimming was allowed again. I imagine so. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen so many people fishing from shore as <laughs> what we've got here at the moment. And we're joined by Sean O'Neill. And I have no idea where you are, Sean. Kiora, uh, yes, I'm in Hamilton of all places. And how's your bubble going? It's going good. Um, I've got uh, two young sons, uh, Ben, fifteen, and uh, Jackson, just turned thirteen. So uh, Ben lives with me full time, and ja- uh, Jackson uh, lives between my place and his mum's. And so, yeah, we're keeping it pretty, our bubble's pretty tight, and but we're all going good. How's the school going? How's the teaching going? Uh, well, it's big shout out to the teachers. I think they're doing an amazing <laughs> job. Very, very lucky. Um, no, I think both boys are sort of um, tackling, it, tackling it differently. Um, but... You know, teachers have changed so much to when I was at school. <laughs> I mean, I saw uh, I saw one of uh, uh, Ben's teachers checking in, and just such a great manner, you know, with him, and just said, "Okay, Ben, this is what we're doing. We're doing this, this, this is we're doing. Are you, are you all under control with your maths? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, I am. Okay. How about this? This? Yep, yep. I'm fine. Okay. And a bit of banter between the two of them, but also a lot of respect as well. With my son saying, "Okay, thank you, sir." And it was all done and dusted. So, um, yeah, no, both boys are, are sort of, uh, you know, chugging through it pretty pretty easy, I think. And how's the working from home going? Well, you know what? Here's, that's an interesting question. I've, I've actually worked from home uh, by myself for maybe four years. So this isn't really new to me. Um, I, I previously managed radio stations. So I went from uh, having you know 20 to 30 people high energy very creative noise happening all the time to about four four years ago um changed tact and and started working from home and it's it's an interesting it's an interesting one so for me personally at the moment it hasn't made too much of a change 
Uh, although uh, I do like kind of supercharging my day by going to a cafe or getting some noise around me, and I'm I'm missing that. And it's an interesting one how people are saying or businesses are saying. You know, you know, maybe we can actually just all just keep working from home. I would caution that a little bit because to begin with, it is somewhat of a novelty, and and I know this because I'm I'm four years in, uh, and you know it's 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 kind of cool to begin with. You know, you got your own space, and you, there's a lot more flexibility of when you do your work. But I would just caution it a little bit because um, that soon that novelty soon wears off. And you do actually start to miss real people and having real interactions. And my, I was thinking about this the other day. My personal view is that you know I hope that we, I hope that we don't have too much of this where everybody is just working from home. I think maybe a balance would be nice where you know you had maybe a couple of days where two or three days we work from home. Um, but I just yeah I would just caution it. I think it's still even now, just, you know, on social media, you start to see, um, you know, a few different comments come through that maybe maybe people are starting to get a little over it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take the first of your music choices, The Beatles, Here Comes the Sun. Why do you like this one? You know, it's just a song that uh, I've, I've always loved. It's... Um, it, it just music is an amazing thing, isn't it? It's 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 like the best drug in the world. You can be feeling a bit flat, and you put on a song that you love, and you're just instantly in a good mood. And um, I, I just think it's a I just think it's a beautiful song. I think it's my view of it is it's a, a song of optimism, and and I'm an optimistic person. And you know, I, I actually go I, I I even go looking for different versions of it from different <laughs> artists. It's just a song I really love.
So what work are you doing? Um, so my main source of income is I own a company called Essential Talent. So I, um, I manage well-known New Zealanders, their, their careers. Um, some I, I simply represent and I look for, you know, live um, gigs for them, like speaking gigs or MC gigs. And, of course, um, coronavirus came along and all of that just stopped. We had, we had huge cancellations. So um, we've had to pivot really quickly and, um, you know, offer up webinars and things like that and, and do it digitally. It seems to me that that's a bit of a sign of optimism, perhaps, that or the solving these problems that instead of sort of shutting up shop and saying, well, that's that for the, that's that for the season. Mm. We're seeing quite a lot of that. Well, how can we make this work? Well, I don't think we have any choice, do we? I mean, that's, that, that is the thing is that, you, you know, um, you've got these small, well, it's all businesses, small businesses, big businesses. You, you have to innovate and you have to think, um, uh, pretty quickly. I mean, we were always going to go down this um, virtual line anyway, um, and it has just forced us to to speed things up a bit. So, I mean, I think I think live um, events will come back um, around the world, but you know, I think for the next couple of years at least, they're just going to look very different. So, I just struggle to see in the near future anyway a thousand people crammed into a conference room watching five speakers for you know the day i just cannot see that happening i can see maybe 60 to 70 people in a conference room watching live speakers and the rest of it um being broadcast into other centers around new zealand that have smaller groups i can see that would make sense um, and then you have your virtual offerings, um, and yeah, I mean, my preference will be, you know, that um, that live events come back as quickly as humanly possible. But you know, I just, uh, I think we've, I, th- I think this is going to drag on a little bit, and I'm, and I'm not being pessimistic. I just think this is possibly going to drag on a little bit longer than what people think. I think it could be kind of eighteen months to two years of this. I was watching last night English comedians. I was watching um, Jimmy Carr's got a, a good quiz up. Um, Rob Beckett is doing a sort of an alternative approach to education. He was teaching in kind of an interesting way, Romeo and Juliet. And then this morning I got up and watched the pub quiz from a um, couple of YouTubers that I really like. All the stations, they visited every railway station in the UK. <laughs> I'm only allowed to watch it if there's not somebody else in the room because somebody else <laughs> thinks that me watching videos about trains is is beyond the pale. Are we seeing that kind of stuff coming coming out locally? I, I think so. Um, I don't know if you've seen, and I'm not a big cooking fan and I don't actually represent her or have anything to do with her, but there is a great um, TV show with Nadia Lim, the, the cook or the chef or however you would describe her, and it's it's on TV One, and it's being filmed with iPhones, and it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. It's um, there's something about her personality 
Uh, there's something about the authenticity. She's in a, a very kind of average looking kitchen. It's not with all the flash appliances. In fact, I noticed that actually the handle on the on the um, on the pan is kind of worn out. <laughs> and there's just something beautifully authentic about it. So you're seeing stuff like that. You're seeing people get very creative online um, on you know different platforms like Zoom. Um, uh, you're seeing just about every man is dog wanting to interview someone. Um, so it's good. It's it forces you know some more creative thinking. So yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. It's going to be hard for the creative industries over the next year or so. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Um, you know. The, and our and in, in my business anyway, um, at Essential Talent, we we uh, we book MCs, uh, keynote speakers, comedians, and musicians. So you take a comedian, for example, that's hard work. You know, that's hard. We, you know, hopefully we can get these smaller groups uh, so they can get out there and start doing some work. Same with the musicians. Although I saw somewhere today, this was kind of bizarre. Where was it? overseas where they were having drive-through concerts people were driving through in their cars and all, all these cars are stacked up and they're watching a concert that's quite bizarre obviously the music was coming through on their radio or, or, or something like that I don't know how it worked but yeah I think I think you're right it is going to be it is going to be challenging but the great thing is they're creative people for a very good reason they will come up with different ways to um, earn a living to monetize it they'll think outside the square and especially new zealanders you know what we like we'll just go ah you know okay so this isn't working this is a problem I need to pay my mortgage i to carry on doing what i'm doing what do we need to do here okay let's think a little bit differently so i'm confident there'll be you know there'll be a solution out there let's take a different creative person let's take tahu mckenzie Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokanui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui, kia koutou, ko hau. I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars, and your beautiful beloved bubbles. And I hope that, as for me, this journey into level three is just the best for you and you're just loving it so much like I am and I really hope that if you have been able to very slightly expand your bubble to welcome in a loved one whānau member that it's just going so well and you're just loving all the interactions kanohi ki te kanohi the amazing face-to-face interactions with the ones that you love that you haven't been able to have those interactions with for six whole weeks I hope it's just unalloyed joy for you as it is for me and I hope that you've had the opportunity to go to the best place in the whole universe that place of stillness and peace within that is always there And I hope that you've had the opportunity to do that by going to the seaside or going into the sea and going swimming or going into the freshwater and swimming. But I particularly wanted to talk to you about the sea today because Te Moana, Te Awa, the sea is my favourite and 
I just love it so much and I'm just so happy that we're able to return home now to our first home and to the place that connects me most with that place of stillness and peace within the beautiful, beautiful ocean, the beautiful sea. So I just love everything about the sea and for me, just as soon as I even imagine the sea and think of the sea and go into the sea in my in my consciousness and I think of the song of the sea, the sound of the sea, the breath of the sea, which with every wave that moves in and and every wave that moves out, that breath just connects me with my own breath and I just get so incredibly zened out by it and I just love it so much and it's my favourite. So I'm just so happy that we're able to go back there now. And of course we're very, very lucky in beautiful Aotearoa New Zealand that not only is our wonderful collaboration and cohesion and communication and co-evolution going so well that we're now in level three but also that we're this beautiful island nation surrounded by beautiful ocean and that all the beautiful ancestors that laid the way and paved the way and sailed the waves for us to be here now had to negotiate that ocean and connect with that ocean and understand that ocean. And now we're here. And of course, going even further back, all our beautiful ancestors, every living thing that has ever lived before us, our first home was in the sea. And of course, when we're lucky enough to be developing in the womb, we return to our first home that beautiful water, that beautiful salty sea within. It's just absolutely incredible. So I'm just loving being able to reconnect with the sea and, of course, with the waves. And I just love how, oh, I've talked about the breath of the sea, but the motion of the ocean has got my devotion and my emotion I just love watching the waves and I love how, as a species of animal, we have drawn so much inspiration from the motion of the ocean and that whole framework of meaning based on our love for the real world, the living world that gives us life, the natural world, aka science, that love has enabled us to see that really everything that we perceive and everything that we experience is based on waveforms, wavelengths of light, sound waves, brain waves, radio waves, allowing me to communicate with you now. And so I, I love all these patterns that have come from our first home and are echoed throughout the infinite universe. So I hope that you're all really enjoying connecting with that first home of the ocean and I hope that for all of you this journey into level three is going really well and just like a wave moving onto the shore as you move out and return to that beautiful beautiful beach 
I hope that you have a sense of the connection that is infinite and eternal, that there is no beginning and there is no end. And under those waves and under those ripples is the beautiful still depth of the ocean, peaceful and calm and still and beautiful, just like you. So I'm loving our time together and I'll look forward to having more time with you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Kakite. So of all of the things that you've seen in terms of societal change in the the last month or so, it's getting more than a month or so now, nearly two months, what do you think is going to stick and what do you hope will stick? Um, I really hope kindness sticks. I really do. Because I think we go so fast uh, in this world that we, um, and I'm not a I'm not a religious person. I'm not, I wouldn't even class myself as a spiritual person. I like to think my, think of myself as a kind person, uh, and I think I think and there's a I think just about everyone you talk to mentions that a little bit more kindness wouldn't go astray, and I think people are being kinder. I'll give you a really basic example. I take my dog Banjo for a walk. Um, Pre-coronavirus, I would take him for a walk, and you would go past people, and they just—and I'm a kind of person. I like to say, "Good morning, how you going?" Like I'll start up a conversation with whoever, and I'd take him for a walk, and you get nothing back. You don't even get an acknowledgement. People are too busy; they don't really care. Um, I took him for a walk the other day and I did a little survey in my head (laughs) as I was walking past I said hi to about nine people and every single one of them said hi back how you doing some stopped had a little bit of a chat distancing of course Um, but these were people from all walks of life and just being a little bit kinder and just a little bit more interested than um, than previously and so I really hope that that sticks sticks around. I hope that I th- hope that's a big thing. I hope that, uh, in a way, that this is actually helping heal our planet in some way. I think some of it is um, exaggerated about how. I mean, there's the blue skies in China, beautiful. There's less fog in LA, fantastic. Um, you know, the, is it going to is it going to solve um, global warming? No. I don't think so. I think it's that's that's really exaggerated. You, you'd we'd need probably another ten years of behaviour like this to have any real impact. But you know, there is. I, I, I hopefully it's just making us pause for a little bit and just go. Hang on, have we actually got this right? You know, we've been in such a rush to build. You know, huge buildings and you know, look after our careers and make money and hey I like making money too it's great but it I hope we just I hope we just after this don't rush back into the way that we were doing things because I I think that we we did actually need to change a little bit in terms of kindness that seems an appropriate time to play the second of your songs the slacks with a big aroha why this one um it's been out for a couple of years now. Um, it was 
this song was uh, recommended to me by a friend of mine, Robert Scott, and the two of us worked in radio for oh, too long to mention, over 30 years. And he said, hey, I've got this, um, my friend Zane is in this band called The Slacks. He said, have a listen to this song. I just think it's fantastic. <laughs> and he sent it through, sent the video through, and I was just like, like I love this song and I don't want to I don't want to say how many times I have played the song because uh it, w- it would be quite disturbing it would be quite <laughs> but I just love everything about it I love the way the 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 the, the video was shot uh and you know, I've become um quite good friends um with the slacks because I openly confess to being <laughs> your biggest fan and I know that we from some uh uh, new music at the moment, which is coming out soon. But you know the whole, the whole premise. You know, big Araha, big love. It's uh, it's just a great song. Big Araha, that is my tikanga. I learned it all from my Maori at the dairy.
said there's new music coming out. It is interesting seeing all the different ways that musicians are putting out new music. The whole band and little boxes. Yeah, and, yeah but, it's very clever, isn't it? Yeah. As if it was as simple as just putting on Zoom and all playing. There's an awful <laughs> lot of work going on behind that. Yeah, yeah, you know it. Absolutely. I thought the same thing, actually. I saw, um, just, I haven't had a proper listen to it, but they did a cover of a Foo Fighters song. And it starts off with all these kids. And you sort of go, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. And then one of the Foo Fighters actually, all of a sudden it's like, it looks like the Foo Fighters drummer. It's very similar. So then he starts singing. And then, then right towards the end, Dave Grohl comes in, and it's like, oh man, this is cool. And there's everybody, you know, there's, it, it's just filled up. But you're, you're absolutely right, um, Samuel, is that you look at it and you go, that sound is very, very good for a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> there's some serious work going on there in the background. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they record. It, I think that they're using, they're recording locally. Yes. And then. Yes. Sending the files around, it's... Yeah, I, I think you're right. Liesel Mitchell is a downtown dweller, urban explorer and conversationalist observing city life in lockdown. Hello. Uh, hello, everyone. Bubble peeps. Hey there, I've been, uh, it's Liesl, yes of course it's Liesl, you knew it was me. I usually do introduce myself though, so rude not to. Hello, Liesl here, from the bubble, my bubble to your bubble. Um, I, was, I was just thinking about, um, I've been trying to learn some German. Okay, so I know that there's lots of stuff going down on social media and things and people are like, you know, talking in various ways about oh my gosh I haven't been productive over lockdown or uh, should I've been making more sourdough bread <laughs> the kind of running joke um, especially when there's just no yeast to be found anywhere and um, you know should I've written that uh, screenplay that I've been you know mulling over in my head for the past 33 years you know these are the big questions um, <laughs> and I'm not trying to uh, you know, put put the benchmark anywhere here because my bar is low. Let's be honest. Um, me getting out of bed in the morning, I have already succeeded for the day. So, yes, I have been getting up out of bed every day. And um, what are my goals for the day? Yeah, well, usually it is um, do some work. So I uh, set myself a bit of a goal to get a certain amount of work done in the day, and. That's usually accompanied by coffee and chocolate as bribes to make myself get through the work. Um, works extremely well, especially when I couple that with, um, okay, this is going to be a little bit nana. Okay, I, I am a little bit nana. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to own that. Um, cozy, comfy socks, uh, my <laughs> comfy legging slash pyjama pants, but definitely leggings, definitely outdoor wear like uh, not my pajamas no um, and a rug slash uh, comfy cozy snuggly blanket um, and uh, a hot water bottle covered in a snuggly comfy little like snug snug sleeping bag around it once I have all that I am good to go coffee chocolate snuggly snuggly bugly stuff yeah I'm on fire so yep get work done that's cool 
the other thing, yeah, okay, so this is where I'm, you know, I'm, okay, let's, we're keeping the bar low, like I said, okay, because I'm not going to uh, demonstrate my German language to you, which is how I'm saying I'm keeping the bar low because I can basically say hello and welcome. Yep, so that's about it. But I have been working hard on those and I think they're starting to sound really, really quite authentic. But <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really loving, you know, and for me, I enjoy language. I have, um, yeah, it's something that I'd like to learn a few more languages. I have a smattering of sort of French in the mix, like as in three words. Um, I have about 16 words, maybe in Māori, maybe not, maybe 16 is pushing it. Um, I have probably more words in Korean. I have um, actually put some words into my head in Korea land. And um, English, I do feel I've got uh, a few words there that I've been able to acquire over time. But um, I just love the kind of way that language reaches people. And I guess reaches people. Of course it does. Communication, really critical. We use language to communicate. What I mean by that is learning a language in another culture, learning a language, another language from your, from your first language, is um, that sort of world opens up in the sense that you can communicate beyond sort of just translating things or in the language that you know you're suddenly talking in another culture you're thinking in a different way and I'm just sort of relating that back to kind of how we're connecting with so many people at the moment um, as we're kind of still a bit isolated and uh, yet we've got this amazing virtual connection that we can sort of have connecting us with all over the world so I've decided to learn German as I have a couple of friends actually in Germany and um, I just feel like why not how cool would it be to be able to talk to them in very basic five-year-old sort of terms um, or maybe just ask them to hello and welcome <laughs> but what what a wonderful way to, to sort of broaden my horizons so yeah I feel like when I get to the end of a day and I've snuggled up with my hot water bottle done a little bit of work and then um, got on some very good rewards from Duolingo with my German um, them telling me I've just leveled up it's um it's a good day so i hope that you're all having a wonderful day and uh i look forward to talking to you again next time take care so how's hamilton going hamilton's going good i mean i i moved here uh in in the 90s and started up more fm waikato and then i went to uh auckland um for a few years and then came back to hamilton where you know i've been for the last 15 years and it's a it's a, it's a great city. Waikato is a great region. Um, you know we've got a we've got a great rural industry here. So um, and you know I think in, in the immediate future that's going to be you know as you know very important for our country. So I would say we're you know about to go through some um, you know really good times um, here in this in this region over the, over the next few years anyway. Um, but it's it's also it's you know it's grown up a lot. It's got a very vibrant cafe scene and 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 bar scene as well. Um, I know a couple of years ago, Lonely Planet spoke very um, highly of it when they when they came to New Zealand. They were like, "Hey, the Hamilton's got it going on." Um, so hopefully, um, in the not too distant future, those cafes and bars can open again and they can start to make a few dollars. But you know, Hamiltonians are just uh, great people. You know, it's. Um, they call it how they see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
straight up. There's no rubbish, and um, everyone sort of looks out for one another. So it's it's a great it's a great place to live. And you know, I love Auckland as a city. I really do. I've lived there a, a lot, uh, many years. Um, but you know, this is this is really home. This is it's. I've got great friends here, and you know, you can you can do work as as we all know from anywhere in the world now. You you can choose to. Uh, decide where you want to live. You know, virtually uh, all my speakers uh, live in Auckland. I represent them here out of Hamilton, and there's just no issue with it. They've got no problem with it at all. In fact, a lot of them actually really like it <laughs> because <laughs> because they know I'm tucked away in Hamilton, and um, and 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 they enjoy it. Um, you know, a lot of my clients all over New Zealand, some in Australia. And that's that's the great thing about technology is it doesn't it, it doesn't stop you um, from achieving things because you don't live in the largest city in the country. So, yeah, I love Hamilton. It's a, it's a great place. We're not going to be travelling over the next year or so, so we are going to be looking internally. It's probably a good opportunity for your local talent because we're not going to be able to be bringing in the. The, the stars that we normally would to be fronting things. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky because um, we, you know we represent um, people based right throughout New Zealand. As I said, most of our most of the people we represent are actually based in Auckland. But you know, we're just starting to think outside the square now of how we can because our our priority is to to find the people that we represent to find them work. And at the moment, they're they're doing it tough because, you know, those live events have just gone. But, you know, with webinars and and such, uh, uh, we're just thinking outside the square, coming up with different offerings for our clients. A big thing at the moment is clearly uh, mental space, uh, uh, mental health, um, uh, well-being. Um, and, And that comes back to my earlier point is that, you know, we've got to be very mindful, I think, of this whole thing of, hey, isn't it great that everyone can work at home? Yes, it is. It's fantastic. But it's also very hard for people as well. And it can it can breed mental illness. This isolation can be a terrible thing for people. Uh, and there'll be some people out there that will be really, really struggling. So we see that as a, you know, an important part of, of what we do and what we offer um, companies going forward. And probably about looking for purpose and looking for how do you know how, how does the company get itself out of this or what how, how does it like the company see itself going you know running those sorts of events i imagine clients go yeah yeah no 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 you're right and i think um i think they've genuinely got to care i think and, and you know it's like all leadership isn't it you know what, what what's what's great leadership it's about it can be defined by your actions it's very easy to come up with some kind of mission statement like they did in the 80s and the 90s and go, you know, we're here to do the very best for our clients or whatever, and you frame it and you stick it on. It's like, this is our mission statement. Let's go. Um, companies are going to have to be a little bit smarter than that and and not just smarter, a little bit more kinder uh, and caring and actually drill down and make it really legitimate about, okay, why are we here how are we going to treat our people? There are some companies that are doing just a fantastic job through um, coronavirus and looking after their people, I've got to say. 
And it's not just about making sure they, they get paid. It's about looking after them. I mean, um, MediaWorks, who I work with, are doing a fantastic job of just having different virtual events. They might have a trivia night one night um, online. Um, they might have a fancy dress day where everybody's going to get dressed up in fancy dress for their uh, for a particular day. There's lots of things going on all the time that actually it's about bringing the people together as much as possible so it does feel like a united team because if you don't have that, uh, it's, you know, you're, you're going to be in trouble with your with your team and with your company. I wonder if we're going to see the messaging that companies are putting out changing i'm thinking about the the adverts that i'm seeing on tv at the moment you can really spot the ones that have been made in the last month not just because they're shot on an iphone but the messaging is quite different and and again it's not just the fact that there's more than one person in a room there's an awful lot of the old adverts that you look at and you think i don't care about that stuff anymore (laughs) yeah 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 absolutely right samuel i've i've noticed exactly the same thing because um i've worked in marketing virtually all my life and I have I have noticed the same thing, just a change in the messaging. You're right. And you know what? I think they're not I don't think they've even scratched the surface yet. I said this to someone the other day. I said, you know, like if you're going to if you're gonna fake it, if you're gonna fake it either on your messaging, your own personal messaging on LinkedIn or on Facebook or in marketing, you're gonna get caught out. Yeah, and you're going to get caught out real badly and you're going to get caught out real quick. So it's about being honest. About if, you're, if you're positioning yourself as being the caring company, make sure that you actually are because if you're faking it, you're going to get, you're going to get done. You're going to get done, uh, done like a killer. Um, but you're absolutely right. Their messaging is, is different um, and I think it's going to be – you know, isn't it interesting that um, – you know, in the last few years, we've talked about buy local, support New Zealand. Or have we really? It's kind of been a little bit wishy-washy. I tell you what, that is starting to get some real momentum now, real momentum, because people are going, you know what? The guy down the road, he's like me or she's like me. She owns a local business just like I do. I know what it's like. I'm going to support that person. I'm going to support that New Zealand company. I'm going to support that small business. And it is, it's real. It's, and you know, I'm going to use it for my business. You know, we have a large Australian owned uh, competitor uh, in the market. We're a little New Zealand um, uh, company run out of Hamilton. And, you know, I'm going to remind people of that. (laughs) I'm going to say, you know, come on, let's, you know, support. Uh, this New Zealand company and support our New Zealand speakers, support our New Zealand entertainers. Um, and I think you're going to see a lot of that come through. I think you're absolutely right, Samuel, over the next 12 months, two years, and we're starting to see it even now, where that messaging of buy local, support New Zealand is going to get quite strong. And the end of virtue signalling. No more putting your hand up and say, oh, look at us, we've got this wonderful facade of you know we care and we're supporting and actually when you scratch you find that's not the case and and we're at that stage now where as a community we're calling calling companies out on that and i love to see that i agree i agree entirely i agree entirely it's either and that's what i mean it's like don't fake it because you're going to get called out it's like you're either in and you really care uh and you know it's 
People are getting more and more savvy with marketing as well as time goes on. They can spot the nonsense, they can spot the bullshit, they can go and whatever. But they can also spot uh, authenticity, they can spot kindness, and uh, businesses that actually genuinely put that out there in front uh, are going to succeed. I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I saw something, I've uh, been watching a bit of CNN, and they're actually bringing to people's attention the companies in the States that are supporting the um, essential workers. And uh, I, and this is still in my head. Um, they talked about Dunkin' Donuts, and Dunkin' Donuts over there are giving free coffees and half-priced food to all essential workers. Now, I've only seen that once, once but that stuck with me. I went, what a cool company! That's a, that's a that's a genuine, you know, thing that they are doing to help those people, and it, it'll be things. Like, it'll be actions, just like everything. It's like you can talk the talk, but what are you actually doing? What have you actually done to help? Um, and yeah, so that that will be interesting to watch over, over the next uh, twelve to twelve to eighteen months, in particular. I think. So I have some questions to end with. Yeah. What's the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Uh, the biggest success in the last couple of years was probably recovering. I had two strokes in a day and I was, I was gone for all money. And uh, so it was about two years ago and um, it was, it was a very scary time. I spent six months on, on a couch uh, um, just trying to get through it all, and and I've come out the other side, and so that would have to be my 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 biggest success. And from that moment, I've never really looked back as far as my business goes. I've just gone, you know what? Uh, I wonder if Rob Dixon would like a chat. <laughs> just want to track track down Rob Dixon, and I'm going to have an interview with him. I don't really have that much fear any longer because when you come that close to leaving, you you start to get brave all of a sudden. So we're writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes, the, the team of people doing good work. So you're in our mansion. What's your superpower? What's my superpower? Yep. Right now? Yeah. Or what I can make up? No, real one. A real... Because um, if you claim invisibility, I'll tell you, I'll say that you're lying because we can see you. <laughs> My superpower, um, I, ha- I I do have. I think my superpower is that. Well, I have a mantra that I that I use, because things are kind of tough at the moment, like they are for everybody, and you worry about money and all those things. But I have a mantra, and that is, Sean, you always know how to get out of jail, or you always manage to get out of jail, and whether that's right or wrong. <laughs> That is, that's the mantra I use as I go, don't worry, you know how to get out of jail. There'll be something that'll come along next week because um, you're putting good vibes out in the world, you're working hard, so something will come, come through. That's probably my superpower. Do you consider yourself to be an activist? Uh, now, that's a really good question. Um, in some ways, yes, I think. Um, I'm very vocal about, very vocal about women's rights in particular. Um, 
I don't like the way that women are being treated in America at the moment. I think they've gone backwards uh, under the Trump administration. Um, I I class myself as a feminist, and I say this to people, and they see a you know a big round guy with bushy eyebrows and no hair, and they go, "You're taking the Mickey," and I go, "No, I, I'm a feminist because the way I define it is a woman doing the same job as me should get at least this equal pay." probably more than me <laughs> because I'd probably do a better bloody job you know so, so I, I is that activism I suppose it is um uh I I uh I don't like the way that we've treated animals uh am I a member of Greenpeace no but will I be in the future possibly so yeah there are things I care about animals I care about people um I suppose all those all those things yeah yeah I'm an activist to a certain degree I'm pretty outspoken if I don't. If I see anybody being treated poorly because of their their sex or their sexual orientation or their colour, I don't really like it that much. And I'm going to say something. It's the way I've always been. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Uh, it's another good question, Samuel. Um, obviously, having two sons, you, you, you want to provide for your sons first and foremost and hope that they can have a, as good a life as, as you have. So that would be my main motivation. But um, I've been a, I've been someone that's always kind of liked, I've read every self-help book under the sun, and they all pretty much say the same thing. R- write stuff down and do it. Um, but <laughs> but um, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that I just love a great keynote speech because I've actually... And that's essentially what we do, is we offer up speakers to, to talk to people, tell people about their stories, which there's some incredible New Zealand stories out there that would just blow your lights out, seriously. People like Dave Latelli, people like Brad Smaler, people like Lisa Tumasi, that you sit down and 40 minutes later, you just feel this energy and you just go, I'm ready to take on the world. And um, so I want to have a business that's successful, makes money, but first and foremost, that motivates people, educates people, inspires people. That's the best thing about my job, and that's what I really love because there's probably other things I could be doing. I could be having a shot at selling real estate, maybe making a bit more money, or I could go and uh, run a radio station and earn a little bit more money. But this is my passion. This is what I absolutely love doing. This is what gives me joy. You know, so. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Oh, advice for our listeners. Um, I think advice for our listeners through this time, through um, my son going from the garage, he's lost a game of Xbox. Um, my advice would be going again, I'm going to wrap it up quickly, um, is to make the most of every day. You know, make the most of every day. Don't, um, don't get too caught, caught up with what's going to happen in six months or 12 months. We don't know. Be kinder. Um, be creative. Um, do things that are going to make you happy because we're here for a very, very short time. And, you know, we get awfully worried about stuff that is incredibly insignificant. It really is. Just do something. And don't worry about anyone else. It's not actually their life. It's your life. Do what makes you happy 
uh, and enjoy every day. Muera, any last thoughts? Um, I think I'm going to do some reaching out uh, over the next few days. Uh, I've, I'm sure you've made me think about um, some messaging that I'm seeing on social media from people that, that actually I should be a bit worried about. So thank you for that reminder. Um, so yeah, that's my thought. Reach out to people if you think they might be struggling um, because sometimes just a phone call is enough to, um, to lift somebody out of the dark side of life. Thank you very much for joining me. No problem. It was it was a lot of fun. Thanks for inviting me and all the best for the future. You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook as well. We've had contributions from Tahu McKenzie and Liesl Mitchell. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyers Bay, Dunedin, with Mawira Karatai in Fakatani, and we've been talking with Sean O'Neill in Hamilton. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.